folks. Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am, I guess, obligated is probably the right word for today. I am here to discuss the Denver Nuggets losing to the New Orleans Pelicans, 121-106. Yeah, this was an embarrassing loss. This is one where Nuggets fans are going to have, it's going to be a bad taste in the mouth for a long time. It's unfortunate that this has to happen in a game where each of the Nuggets starters plays upwards of 30 minutes and some of them 37 or 38 minutes, where Denver just gets absolutely demolished with their bench unit. And it's for a variety of reasons. I don't want to just completely flame any one single person on this game, but the collective should be embarrassed. The collective should be pretty disappointed with the effort giving up 121 to the Pelicans. It's not crazy because they're a good team. Like this is a this is a talented basketball team that the Pelicans have. But 121, Denver lets them shoot 50 from the field, 42 from 3, 78 from the line. They got to the free throw line 36 times because the Nuggets just could not stop them at all. It was an embarrassing defensive performance once again. The starters were better, I think, than the bench was, but not necessarily good. I think the starters were subpar at best and terrible at worst, but the bench is going to be the big story. We'll get to them in the second segment. First segment, I'll talk about the starters. Third segment, I'm going to talk about Michael Malone and uh, just, I think, what is what has been a, a tough stretch for him so far. And we're going to talk about why we're going to talk about what I mean by that and potentially some answers going forward. But first, we got to start with the starters. And we got to start with Nikola Jokic, because two-time MVP, hasn't played well. Or I guess he's played he's played fine in some of these last games, but it's not necessarily to his standard. And Denver got lucky that they were playing the Houston Rockets in two of those games. Last game, they played the Atlanta Hawks, and I thought that Jokic just got outright like played outright. Uh, what am I trying to say? He was he was beaten outright by Clinkapella and the Atlanta Hawks in that last game and didn't really do anything about it. This game, he came out aggressive. He came out and tried to make the best of what was a really difficult situation and I thought played really well. The Nuggets got out to a strong start as a result of Nikola Jokic's aggressiveness and his willingness to kind of put the team on his back for a little bit. The Nuggets got out to a 30-19 lead in Jokic's first 11, uh, 10 minutes or so. He scored like 13 of those points, had five rebounds, three assists. A very strong first quarter performance. And he leaves the Nuggets have an 11-point lead. When he comes back, the Nuggets have a two-point deficit. It was like five minutes, five and a half minutes or so. It's just like clockwork. This is just an unfortunate reality that the Nuggets are continually facing with this team, is that the starters are getting off to good starts for the most part. They didn't do that against Atlanta, but I think that was more of an aberration than anything. And they get off to a good start, and when they come back, all of the momentum is gone. We'll talk about that with the bench specifically, but the starters treaded water for the rest of the first half. Jokic treaded water. Actually, no, Jokic kept his foot down. He was very, very good for the majority of this time. And then at the beginning of the third quarter, he scored like 11 points. 
or like nine to 11 points, somewhere around there in the first three minutes of the quarter and was very, very good. And then he kind of ran out of gas, ran out of steam a little bit, didn't play well for the rest of the game. It was kind of a culmination of a bunch of other guys not necessarily playing very well. But I thought Jokic was giving effort throughout this one. I thought he was playing pretty well throughout this one. Finished with 32 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Was one of the only players that was a positive in the plus-minus department in his 37 minutes. He was a plus 2, which means in the 11 other minutes, the Nuggets were a minus 17. That's bad. That is really where the game comes down to today. Not necessarily anything else, but I thought Jokic brought it. I thought he played pretty well. And I honestly thought that his defense was fine in this one. There wasn't anything that really stood out as, oh yeah, Jokic is the issue. But he played well, and he was one of the only guys that did. Jamal Murray had an up and down game. I thought that early on his offense was very good. He did some good things with his footwork, did some good things creating shots, whether they were easy or tough. Had 18 points, 6 of 17 from the field, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, had 2 blocks, had some good defensive plays, but mixed in with that was some bad plays. He had some bad turnovers. He had some bad shot attempts where it wasn't necessarily the right call for him to call his own number at that point. Jokic wide open at the top of the key, Murray kind of taking a leaning floater or missing a layup taking a bad two, stuff like that. But he started the game really well and just went into like the shooting slump for the majority of the second half. He was five of 10 in the first half and then one of seven in the second. Had those turnovers, didn't play that great. There were definitely some possessions that he had where the defense wasn't good. In terms of the overall defensive issues though, I don't think Jokic and Murray were those guys I also don't think Aaron Gordon played that badly on defense against Zion Williamson. It's hard to guard a guy like Zion, but I thought that Aaron Gordon did a reasonable job, held him down, and Aaron Gordon, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 7 of 10 from the field, did miss a couple threes, but had one turnover. It wasn't that bad. He was a minus 7 in his time, but a lot of it was just because of what was happening around him as opposed to something that he was doing specifically which is tough. I don't know how to necessarily parse that where you have Jokic playing really well. I thought Murray had a subpar game overall, but had some good moments in the beginning. And then Aaron Gordon played pretty well throughout. Unfortunately, Bruce Brown and KCP, not their finest outings. KCP, we'll start with more of the offensive end here. KCP in 31 minutes at six points, missed all of his threes. Uh, one rebound, one assist, one steal, was a plus two. So he was out there a lot during when Jokic was out there and Jokic was doing some good things himself. I thought that this was a very quiet KCP game in general. Had some, had some good contests and had some bad contests in terms of the defensive side of the ball. Bruce Brown was the worst player in Denver starting lineup, I thought. Did have some good offensive moments, but he was roasted defensively tonight. 13 points in 38 minutes. Played 38 minutes, which is nuts. Six rebounds, three assists. Yeah, 13 points. 
did have four turnovers, was a minus 10, spent most of his, like, spent a lot of time with that bench unit, and the bench unit was horrible tonight. So that's really where this comes down to. But I thought that Bruce's overall biggest issues were just not staying attached to guys like Jose Alvarado. Uh, I thought that Trey Murphy had some good possessions, not necessarily against him specifically. Zion Williamson played well, but Aaron Gordon was pretty good against him. Overall, I think the starters basically held their own. They they were they were holding ground, holding water for most of the time while Jokic was out there on the floor. Jokic was the main catalyst behind that. Everything else that happened around him, there were some bad possessions, some turnovers from Denver starters that led to fast break points for the Pelicans. That wasn't good. But overall, like the starters were fine. It wasn't necessarily the worst performance I've seen from them. They were worse against Atlanta, that's for sure, in my opinion. But whereas the bench was fine against Atlanta and the starters were the problem, tonight the bench was the issue. And I guess we've got to spend some more time on them and some of the decisions that were made. But overall, it's hard to blame the starters that much for today. Murray was like, he could have shot better. KCP could have shot better. Uh, Bruce Brown definitely could have defended better. Jokic, he did score like just two points after the nine-minute mark in the third quarter. So could he have scored even more? Probably. But it's really hard to complain in this particular case. He put out 32-16-9. Like this is, this is not that difficult, in my opinion, to figure out. But either way, tough loss. Uh, tough, tough for the starters. They probably could have been better than what they were. And the Pelicans just gave them some difficult issues. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the bench. We're going to talk about the problems posed by one Jose Alvarado and the rest of the New Orleans Pelicans bench. We'll be right back. We're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I want to tell you really briefly about Superbook Sports, the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, we just finished up a Super Bowl or a, a football Sunday, and nobody is excited to give you some options to bet on the sport of football than Superbook Sports. They're bringing Vegas style wagering to the palm of your hands and will match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's talk about the bench unit. Let's talk about the issues that are currently facing the bench unit. Got to start with Bones, I think. Um, He got the quick hook today. And it was deserved. There's no doubt about that. He played just five minutes. was a minus 14 in his five minutes. The threes that he took were like one of them was bad. I don't think it was necessarily the best shot that he could have gotten. The other he had to take. It was a wide open shot and he just clanked it. Did have an assist. uh, A lob to DeAndre Jordan. 
but didn't have a stat other than the shots that he missed, including a free throw, a technical free throw that he missed. And in those five minutes, he proceeded to let Jose Alvarado get hot. Jose was a problem when Bones was on him. And Jose is one of those guys that you can't let get going at the beginning of the game because he's your energy. He's your spark plug. Bones should know this. He's, he's the spark plug for the Nuggets because if he gets going when he gets into the game, then that changes just about everything for the Nuggets bench, for everything that they need to do. But Jose was quite clearly trying to hunt, hunt some threes. He was very comfortable from out there. And Bones was the guy that let him get going with some open shots. And then the rest of the Nuggets, I, I don't want to point the, put that all on Bones because he's only out there for five minutes, but Bones gambled on some plays. He sagged into the paint on some plays. He wasn't running healthy offense while he was out there. He's the guy who's responsible for that as the point guard. And he got benched. And it was probably the right call, if we're being objective here, about who was giving Denver the best chance to win. Unfortunately, and we'll, we'll, I guess, probably expand more upon this when I talk about Malone, Denver doesn't have the luxury to bench Bones. They don't have that. They're going to lose without him because they don't have enough offense. And lo and behold, they still couldn't defend when Bones was on the bench. The bench was still getting roasted, even though Bones wasn't out there to sort of be the fall guy for that. The bench got outscored 62 to 18 with Jose Alvarado doing most of that damage. He had 38 points by himself, a career high. And Bones wasn't out there for most of that, that's for sure. Now, unfortunately, Denver has some other issues that they've had to deal with, but they replaced Bones with Ish Smith, who had eight points. He led the bench, and they're 18 points. Uh, Ish had eight points and three assists, which means he basically created everything for that bench unit, and nobody else could really do much of anything. Uh, Ish, three of six from the field, one of two from three, one of two from the line. He had four turnovers. There were some bad possessions there, and he also got roasted by Jose Alvarado. He sagged off of him for one possession and let him get a wide open three, and then he fouled him on the very next possession from three. And Jose got six points directly as a result of Ish Smith. So it's not just Bones. It's not just Bruce Brown. Bruce had a really, really tough game with the bench too. Those four turnovers, a lot of them came with that second unit where he's trying to do something and then just couldn't really do anything. Those guys out there, Davon Reed was also out there, had just three points, one of two from the field, one of one from three. So he attempted two shots and grabbed one offensive rebound and committed one foul. And in the 13 minutes, those were the only stats that Davon Reed accumulated. He just wasn't a part of things, very clearly. Now, I don't think that he was the biggest issue on the defensive end, but he's not really involved on that end either, not really involved on the offensive end. Not really sure why he's playing over Christian Brown if Denver has some serious defensive concerns, which they do. Christian Brown's just objectively the better defender than Davon Reed at this stage. So I'm not sure what the decision was there and why that has continued to persist. Davon had a horrible defensive game in his six minutes against Atlanta. Got benched, but Bruce Brown was the guy that came in and staggered with the second unit instead of Christian Brown coming in. 
and Christian Brown couldn't get off the bench today until garbage time. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and why that isn't a thing that is transpiring. I thought Christian Brown played pretty good defense while he was out there with the Nuggets so far this year, but he struggled to get off the bench lately, and Denver's defense has been horrible. So hard to tell uh, what's the problem there and why that's an issue. But uh, among other guys that played today, Vlako Chanchar, horrible game. Uh, 0-4 from the field, 0-3 from three. But the bigger issues were the defensive ones. He got crammed on by Zion Williamson a couple times, who just bullied him right to the rim. In previous years, Vlako had some good possessions guarding guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, had some good possessions being strong in those types of games, but Zion, it was very clear that he had strong enough athleticism to really get past Vlatko whenever he wanted to. And then in the second half, Trey Murphy got going purely because of Vlatko. Vlatko did not close out to him well on two separate occasions and gave up two wide open dunks uh, due to some poor closeout technique. And he just wasn't ready to come in and play. On the offensive end, he got blocked into oblivion by Zion on his only two-point attempt. And then he missed all three of his threes. So not a good possession. Not a good uh, game from Vlatko at all. And then DeAndre Jordan played. DeAndre Jordan played nine minutes tonight. Was a minus 19 in his nine minutes. Two of two from the field for five points. Had an offensive rebound put back had a lob dunk that he finished. And in those nine minutes, Denver got scored on a lot. I don't want to put that all on the feet of DeAndre because I think it was more the perimeter contained. It was more perimeter-based. DeAndre Jordan wasn't the guy that was directly responsible for a lot of the plays. But he also wasn't the solution. He also didn't do anything of note on the other end of the floor, other than stuff that was created for him or stuff that kind of fell into his lap anyway. Minus 19 is pretty rough in just nine minutes, which means whatever you think about what DeAndre's doing and whether he is to blame or not, the fact is, is that it's not working. And he's out there a lot of the time. And some of that was directly kind of resulting from Bad Bones minutes, bad Vlaco minutes, some uh, meh Davon Reed minutes. And then Ish Smith was out there, and in his 17 minutes, he was just a minus one. So DeAndre Jordan was a minus 19. Ish Smith was a minus one. They shared the floor together for roughly uh, six to eight minutes. So in those other minutes with Bones, it did not go well with DeAndre. But was that any single person's responsibility? No, but it was everybody's responsibility, including Michael Malone's, who has not played Christian Brown. And in a game where I think Zeke Naji would have been the better option for Denver, Zeke Naji did not get a look until garbage time either. That to me is crazy. Larry Nance Jr. and Zion Williamson are the two guys that are kind of the bench bigs against, uh, against Denver's bigs with the second unit. And Denver goes with Vlaco and DeAndre in those matchups. Larry Nance Jr. found ways to be productive and effective and was a plus 17 in his minutes, had a steal and a block and out-rebounded DeAndre. 
although DeAndre had nine minutes, but only had two rebounds during that time. He probably needs to be more productive on that end. Of course, there weren't a lot of rebounds to grab on the second unit because the Pelicans were making all of their shots. So it's tough. It's hard for me to put the blame at the feet of any single person because I think it's all problematic. I think the bench at this point is a complete mess. And every single combination that Denver has been trying to throw out there has been bad. I've done this and looked at this with the two-man net ratings. I can do it with a variety of different groups. I can look at it with five-man lineups. But the fact is is that every single lineup that Denver has used so far, except for the Bones, MPJ, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan lineup, I think, every lineup except for that one has been horrible. And Denver's got a lot of questions. They've got a lot to figure out with that group because I have no idea which of those guys can be counted upon. I assume that when Bruce Brown goes back to the second unit, he will be a guy that you can count upon. But a lot of what he does is just purely adding to what the starters are doing as opposed to anything specific that he's doing with the second unit. I don't know who is a value add right now on the second unit. I think everybody kind of has their strengths and weaknesses. I think Bones, what he does on the offensive end, he's kind of giving back on the defensive end right now. I think that DeAndre Jordan, while isn't as negative as what other people might tell you, it's not working with him and he's not adding to the group. I don't think that Jeff Green really switches things around anyway. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the answer is. But what I do know is that Denver's last three first-round picks, Zeke Naji in 2020, Bones Highland in 2021, and Christian Brown in 2022, they all sat during the second half and did not get in. Healthy scratches in that second half until garbage time. That's not great. That's not great when you talk about where the talent has gone and why Denver's second unit isn't as good as other second units. Well, it's because the guys that they have invested in are not either not playing or have played badly enough that they aren't getting opportunities. You're going with Ish, a staggered Bruce Brown, Davon Reed, Vlaco Chanchar, and DeAndre Jordan. And I'm not surprised that that group struggled. I'm really not. Which says to me, if you're Denver, that you may just have to stomach some bad bones defense at various points because he's one of the only guys that can create good offense for the team. And while Ishmith has done some things pretty well, I don't think anybody is kidding themselves when they're thinking, okay, he's definitely the answer for that second unit. I think it's pretty clear that Denver doesn't have a lot of answers, at least not the right answers you're hoping for. So I'm at a loss right now in terms of what the second unit is going to look like and what it should look like. What is the right second unit for the team? I don't know. I don't know who you can trust, which that's not a great answer. It is not an exciting thing. But what I do know is that Denver's got a lot of questions. They've got a lot of stuff to figure out and not a lot of answers. And right now, the first round picks that they've invested in guys, those guys are not getting the opportunity that they need to 
to become the answers that the team is hoping for. And that's just, that's, that's horrible. That's at, at this point, you're, you're hoping for somebody to grow into a player that you can trust in the playoffs. And so far, the answer is nobody has. And is that coaching and development? Is that the players themselves just not rising to the occasion? Is it Michael Malone just not playing them enough when he should? I think it's probably some sort of combination. But I do think that Denver should be rightly criticized in situations like this where you look across at the other team. Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, those guys were rookies last year and are absolutely killing it. They're playing really well. They're very, very productive. Jose especially from yesterday or from this game. And they're getting the opportunities that they need to shine. Denver's young players are wallowing away. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about what the hell does Denver do now? We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this one up by talking about Michael Malone, by talking about some of Denver's issues that they have been facing and then just things that I'm looking at and wondering, yeah, why are why are the Nuggets even considered a championship caliber team at this point? Why are they not acting like that? The effort and the focus has been a talking point for this team for far too long. That, like, game 23 of the season, I understand that you're not trying to go balls to the wall on something like this, where you've got a lot of season left to go. You've got some things you have to work on. Trying to do it all at once is a poor idea. You try to work on things incrementally. You get through the season, and by the time you do get through the season, if you make steps every day going towards the the right direction, you should be a championship caliber team. But in order to do that, you have to start building some championship habits. And Denver still doesn't have those. It's pretty clear that the effort that they play with, that can waver. But that's not necessarily what I'm thinking of with championship habits. Denver's game plan discipline has been poor. They don't let guy like they let guys get to the spots where they want to go on the defensive end. They aren't attacking the gaps where they need to on the offensive end. Sometimes you are over-dribbling, sometimes you are just not necessarily focused on getting the ball to where it needs to go. Most of the time that's to Jokic in the middle of the freaking paint. And when you don't do that, and you try to work on various things, if your focus wavers, it's very clear. It's very clear that the team isn't going the right direction right now in terms of trying to apply 
the various principles that they need to with the game plan execution and defense and understanding how you're supposed to play on a consistent basis. I don't think the team is going that direction. I think they're going the opposite direction right now. And how much you believe in the regular season being kind of a reflection of the playoffs, I think matters in this case. Because if you think that this is important, then you're concerned. If you don't think that this is important, then you kind of wipe this off and say, okay, they didn't have Michael Porter. They're still trying to navigate the bench unit. Bones is still trying to get his way back. And you can be more positive about this and say, okay, they know they're not going to try to win this game in early December. Are they going to try this hard or this not hard in March or April or May? Probably not. Well, they'll probably have more intensity in general. But the fact that it takes this long to build up to whatever they're trying to get to is a little bit problematic. It should not be this difficult to play with better effort and focus. It should not be this difficult to put together a, qual- a quality defense. They're currently 26th in defensive rating, and they give up a bottom three effective field goal percentage in the entire NBA. Like, this shouldn't be that difficult to figure out. Stop giving up open shots. Close out. Cut off players from driving right to the rim. Don't let them drive right around you. And it's easier for it's easy for me to say something like that sitting here on my chair while not necessarily guarding the opposing guys in front of me. But the Nuggets were supposed to be a better defense this year. They just were. They brought in quality defensive players in KCP and Bruce Brown. They have talked about how getting back some of their players and having those guys focus in on the defensive end will help them with their goal of getting to a top five defense. Well, they're in the opposite five now. They're at bottom five. And it's kind of laughable to think that that was a goal, that that was something that was actually said. Because to be Bottom five right now, when your stated goal was to be a top five defense, that was something that Michael Malone said at media day. That's a poor reflection of everybody involved. It means one of a few things. A, the game plan execution has been bad from the players. It just has been. Denver's not doing what they need to do. When they play drop coverage with Nikola Jokic, Jokic uses it as an opportunity to kind of be a little bit lazier with his closeouts, a little bit lazier with his contests. The guards that are running off of screens and trying to avoid getting screened can't figure out how to avoid that and don't really contest well from rear view. And so that part of the game plan is bad. You give up a bunch of turnovers, don't get back in transition and get shredded in that zone. So that's where part of that comes from. And then... Denver's details are just not very good on the defensive end specifically. And you wonder why that is. Michael Malone has had, this is his eighth year, his eighth year to figure out how to generate a good defense with the Nuggets. And they have gone the opposite direction. Last year, it was understandable. You lose some of your offensive players, 
everybody else has to step up on the offensive end. Everybody's giving a massive effort to just try to stay in games. Jokic, he's carrying such a heavy load offensively that sometimes it's difficult to play better defense. It's difficult to do both at the same time and then not be exhausted by the end of the year, which he was. So it was understandable that Denver dropped like 15th, 16th in defense last year. There is no such excuse this year. There should be no reason why Denver is the 26th ranked defense. And so you look at it. Okay, the game plan execution has not been good. The effort level has been wavering. The focus level clearly wavering. Who does that reflect poorly on? I think it reflects poorly on Michael Malone, where you want him to you want him to preach defense. You want him to continue to put forth those championship habits, say that it's not good enough that they win by 20 against Houston and that they still have to try. They still have to manifest better defense in general. But the Nuggets are clearly not listening to that. Whatever the message is, it is not being received. And that reflects poorly on both the players, but also the coaching staff, where you are asking the players to do something specific and they are not answering the call. Is the message bad? Are the schemes bad? Are the Nuggets trying to figure out stuff on the fly? I don't know. But there's no reason why Denver should be ranked 26th. And so everybody deserves a share of the blame for that. Now, there are some things that Denver can do better. One thing that they have to do, it is a requirement, there is no reason why this shouldn't be happening already, is play is just play the first round rookie that you drafted for defense. Christian Brown didn't lose his rotation spot for a realist, like for a correct reason. What was the reason why Davon Reed got back into the rotation? Was it defense? Probably not. Was it offense? Well, Davon's shooting like 25% on twos right now, and his three-point percentage, while fine, it's not necessarily good, and it's not impactful enough from a game-to-game basis that it doesn't make up for the fact that his defense has been pretty poor for much of the season. That has to change. Christian Brown has to be involved in the game plan a little bit more frequently because he will provide the effort and the focus and the defense and the game plan execution that you're looking for. I don't understand why that has not happened yet. I will be asking Michael Malone that same question the next opportunity that I get. The next thing is figuring out what the hell to do with Zeke Naji. Because there was a lot of pumping up Zeke. There was a lot of it. Everybody was talking about Zeke. They were hyping him up, saying he was being a beast in practices, especially in the offseason. You get to training camp. He's one of the leaders of training camp from a physical perspective, doing everything that he's being asked to do. And now DeAndre Jordan is playing over him extensively. Tonight was a Zeke Naji night against the New Orleans Pelicans. There's no reason, based off of the personnel that New Orleans has, that DeAndre Jordan should play. It just doesn't make sense. And yet, Zeke Naji couldn't get off the bench until the two-minute mark of garbage time. 
that is one where I don't really get it either. I understand that he hasn't been great and that the team has not played well when he's on the floor. You're going off of some extremely small sample size here, where I'm not necessarily sure who's to blame in some situations like that. I think that Zeke has been not great, but he's also a guy that you invested money and time in. Like he should be a guy that you're prioritizing with something like this, trying to get to a good place where you can play him consistently, and yet he's wallowing on the bench right now. Next, you've got to get Bones Highland all the way bought in. I know Bones wants to do good things. He wants to be a good two-way player. He's got to be more focused. He has to execute the game plan better than what he has so far. And if he is not ready and able with that bench unit, the bench is already lost to begin with. They don't have enough talent without him. If you bench Bones, that is not a long-term solution. It might be a short-term solution where you try to put a Band-Aid on a specific game where Bones just doesn't have it there. But the fact is that the Nuggets aren't going to be able to go where they need to go unless Bones is out there doing Bones things. Unless he's shooting the ball, creating opportunities for himself and others, and figuring out how to navigate the point guard position. Because so far he's struggled with that this year. He's been in and out of the lineup, so he has a little bit of an excuse. But he's just got to be better in general. And the only way to do that is to get him reps, is to get him playing again. You can't bench him after five minutes. Especially when the alternative just doesn't do anything better. So, the starters are going to be fine. When Michael Porter Jr. comes back, he should be back relatively soon here. When he gets back, the starters are going to go back to normal. Where you've got Murray, KCP, Porter, Gordon, Jokic. That is an awesome lineup. And I believe in that group to be able to be championship caliber. I do think that that group can get there. I think that Bruce Brown mixing in. Maybe not necessarily for Michael Porter every single time, but maybe you replace Aaron Gordon a little bit and try to stagger him with the second unit a bit more. Maybe you replace Jamal, try to get him to stagger with Bones. Hope that group is a little bit better and more consistent going forward. Bruce will be a part of that too. But if Bones, if Christian Brown, if Zeke Naji are not a part of what Denver's doing, then there is no way that the bench unit will ever be good enough. Ever. If you remove those three from the equation, Denver will not have success. That is a promise. And I'm not trying to belittle and berate the other guys that are out there. They are all role players. They are all consistent within their roles and can be helpful. But the fact is, is that you brought in Bones to be the leader of that group. He has to figure it out is a requirement, or else you will trade for somebody that can do it better. And with Zeke, you have to let him see if he can figure it out. Because I know for a fact that if the answer that Denver goes into the playoffs with is Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan in the front court, they are going to lose those minutes to good teams. It's just a fact of life. So you have to figure out what you can have with Zeke. And if you don't have anything, then you go get somebody better. With Christian Brown, you have to make sure 
that he is a player that you can count on in a playoff or championship caliber situation. Because if he is, then you've that like the only way that you can figure that out is if you play him during the regular season. These guys have to play. If they don't play, that is a negative reflection on Michael Malone and the player development staff. Because Denver doesn't have enough talent otherwise. They just don't. And if you try to get around that, you are not going to succeed. So Denver's got a lot to figure out. The bench unit especially, but Michael Malone, he's got to figure stuff out too. He got ejected from the game today. Clearly very frustrated. Letting an official have it. Not necessarily a great look. I know the official did not have a good game specifically, but she didn't deserve what Michael Malone said to her. So Michael Malone has to be better. Like He just has to be a better leader of the team. Because right now, the team is taking his example. And they have lost some of their composure. They are not acting like a championship team. Michael Malone has to start acting like a championship coach again. If he does, the team will be fine. They will eventually figure this out. I believe that. I have no doubt. They're in a rough patch right now. But they've got to snap out of it. And here's hoping that Michael Malone can be the guy to lead them out of it. I think that he can. But... Some of this mounting evidence has not been awesome. That is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I will be back probably tomorrow to discuss some other things. I'm going to see if I can get a guest on for tomorrow's episode. We will see whether I can make that happen. But for now, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. appreciate all the birthday wishes as well. That was very nice. I turned 26 on Saturday. So thank you very much for that. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys very soon.